Hey guys, this is Lance. Welcome back to the Warrior Monk Podcast. Really excited to be getting this podcast to you guys this week. I got Doc JT Smiley from Optimal Health down on 30A in the Emerald Coast area, local to me, running his shop down there. He was gracious enough to give me his personal time. We sat down in his actual IV treatment spa to discuss a little bit about who he is, what his business is all about, and went into IV treatments, which has become a newer, more popular thing in the health industry. It's starting to gain more popularity, and he talked a bit about you know, what to come into for an IV treatment and why you would want an IV treatment versus taking traditional supplements or medicines. We dove into NAD supplementation a little bit, which is nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. That's a mouthful, which is why most people just say NAD. It's a, the new hotness now in the human performance, anti-aging, biohacking uh, folks, which make it or break it down. It's just all about getting your body to produce ATP in the mitochondria and the powerhouse of the cell to give you more energy. So I'll let him delve more into that. And then he talked a bit about himself and uh, kind of who he's influenced by and went through the normal warrior monk kind of questionnaire. So I'm going to go ahead and hand this off to you guys so you can go ahead and listen to the discussion. I hope you enjoy and please give us some feedback. Thanks guys. All right, guys, welcome back to the Warrior Monk Podcast. Lance here with Doc JT Smiley here at the Optimal Health Clinic here on 30A. Uh, I've been talking back and forth with JT on social media and paying attention to what his company's been doing here on beautiful 30A and uh, super glad to have him on the podcast. So welcome, JT. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Glad we could finally make it make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I know there's definitely a little bit of... Uh, uh, some speed bumps trying to trying to get over here. Of course, going into recently has come out of the holiday season. It's always a little bit harder because of people traveling around and making accommodations for family and the holidays and stuff like that. So I'm glad we could finally do it. Definitely. Yeah. So um, just to kind of get us started, I, I'd, I'd like to just have you do an introduction on yourself. So anybody listening to the podcast can kind of have an idea of who you are and, and your background as far as education and honestly you can go back as far back as you want to if you want to do a, a bio on yourself feel free to <laughs> otherwise just kind of give us the the short and, and sweet it's up to you please feel free i'll save you the the long version okay. and do the do the edited version uh, <laughs> i went to uh, college in the university of montana um mostly because i wanted to go out there and ski um of course and was studied uh exercise physiology and human performance um and with that kind of set me up to be like an athletic trainer but because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I know, you know, the classes that I did well in were, were revolved around science and the human body, but I didn't have any intention of becoming a physician. Um, and the first couple of years of school were, you know, growing up years where you are uh, experiencing the world, we'll just say, uh, not the most academic. So then I decided to take a year off and decide if I wanted to just be a, you know, ski bum climbing person for, for my life, or if I wanted to buckle down and, and really study. And, after a year of you know living on couches and in, in my suburban and skiing all, full time, I said, you know, maybe I'll uh, I'll buckle down and, and try to see if I can make a go at the med school thing. And so, obviously, did that. Um, got into medical school at uh, Western University, which is an osteopathic school in LA. Um, 
went to osteopathic school because I really was more into the whole integrative thing and the the, the connected body kind of approach. Um, and I considered naturopathic school for a while, but I was still wanted more of the hard science. And not that naturopaths are some, now that I know, there are some brilliantly smart and very science-oriented people. Um, but chose thought, thought osteopathy would kind of fit best for me, and so I uh, went there. Um, there I met my wife. She was a, a year ahead of me, and uh, three years in L.A. was enough. So actually, oh, my, yeah. she was a year <laughs> ahead, so I went to California, Colorado for residency. Um, I was able to do my whole fourth-year rotations out in, in Colorado, which back in the mountains I was very happy about. Um, so I did my residency in family medicine there. Um, kind of the intention was we were going to get out and open up an osteopathic practice where we would do manipulation and, you know, have our own practice. Um, and residency kind of knocked that out of me yeah. after, you know, about the second year of doing traditional family medicine where just pushing pills and treating people's blood pressure and blood sugar and they're getting fatter and sicker and more unhealthy. And all I'm doing is adding more pills to make their numbers look better. Reality didn't feel like I was making them any any better. Sure. Um, kind of became disen- disenfranchised. Um, and luckily, one of my, my faculty advisors said, hey, you need to come check out rural emergency medicine. And so I went out to this little place called Ogallala, Nebraska, um, kind of way on the western part of, of uh, Nebraska. And the first shift out there, I was doing orientation with him this weekend. All of a sudden, someone comes in. There's a, here the, there's a gunshot wound coming in. And it's a tragic story, but... Um, Someone shot themselves in the head, but still came in alive. So they oh, wow. blew their face off, um, but still came in breathing and, and had a heartbeat. So we were able to stabilize her and get her transported out. But um, you know that just the the intensity of that moment really said, "All right, I can go into I'm, emergency medicine is what I want to do." Um, and I found I didn't have to go back and change residencies. I could there was plenty of jobs to to do emergency medicine um, as a family practice doc and. And having the those acute situations that are you know life and death mm-hmm. are um, when I felt the most kind of focused and, you know whether it's the flow state or what that's worked with me a lot a lot better. So I, I finished family practice residency, but did emergency medicine. Um, my first job out was actually at the base of uh, Winter Park Ski Resort, doing doing basically ortho trauma from all the gravity sports in the mountains, right, right. which was being a skier was my dream job. Uh-huh. But it's pretty cold up there. Sure. My, uh, my wife lived up there and, and tolerated the snow and the, and the high altitude for about 10 years and said, 10 years of having one month of summer. She I'm, said, I'm, we're moving to Florida. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. So move fast forward. We came on down here to, uh, to the Panhandle and, uh, and love the beach down here and the, and the beach lifestyle. We still go back to Colorado you know, mm-hmm. at least once a year. Get a little little bit of taste of both, both the beach and the mountains. Yeah, that's not a not a bad way to live. Not a bad way to live at all. <laughs> um, and then and then ER after a while kind of gets you know it kind of gets into a rut too. So down here I kind of I got burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even doing the ER thing that I that I love um, got to a place where I was all burnt out just doing the same thing over and over again. Maybe it's just too much of the same high adrenaline environment. Um, so I started getting back into what I got into medicine for in the first place was more of the integrative approach. And um, so I spent the last about four years really diving back into integrative functional medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how Optimal Health started was uh, a friend was like, hey, you, sh- you should really start something. Do the- check out these IV vitamins. And I was like, 
Isn't that snake oil? Don't you just, you know, when you take vitamins, your urine turns bright yellow. Don't you just pee it out? Um, so I started researching it and then started finding out, hey, there actually are a lot of health benefits um, to doing IV vitamins and um, some good science behind it, um, especially high-dose vitamin C. Um, and the more I looked into it, I said, all right, well, let's start doing it on ourselves, you know, kind of the end of one thing. And so doing it on me and my wife and my friends, and all of a sudden it was getting busier and said, all right, well, maybe maybe we can make something out of this. So Very cool. Yeah. So that's a, a great transition point, um, just just bringing up that, that very concept. So why, you know, what exactly do you guys do here? You guys do IV treatments. Um, and then why why do that? Why do an IV treatment versus, you know, the traditional going to the doc and, and getting, um, you know, a pharmaceutical or, you know, even buying your own supplements, you know, from, you know, GNC or whatever and taking them orally? Right. Well, a couple of, couple of reasons is that most anything we take orally, very little minimal absorption. Um, and all, especially with vitamins, a lot of them are, you know, if you get 15% absorption, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them undergo first pass effect in the liver, mm-hmm. which makes them even less bioavailable afterwards. Um, and so with IV, you bypass the GI tract, the leaky gut and all the rest of that. And then you also bypass the liver, the first pass in the liver effect. So you get 100% of it at least in your veins. So it has a chance to be absorbed in your tissues before your kidneys excrete it out. Right. Um, so it's a lot more bioavailable. You also couldn't take 50 grams of vitamin C orally. You'd have diarrhea. It'd be, it'd be awful. Right, right. So, so. tolerability and, <laughs> and bioavailability. Sure. Okay. Well, it makes, makes total sense. Um, I've, I've definitely kind of done my own research on it as I've seen anything that comes out in the supplement industry or health industry that seems to be kind of trending. It always piques my curiosity. Um, I remember, uh, first hearing about intermittent fasting as mm-hmm. like a, you know, a, a metabolic kind of way to, to, to help control your insulin sensitivity and your, and your hormone, uh, you know, re- reactions and stuff like that. And at first the same thing, it was kind of like, well, this is just the newest trend that people are doing, but you know, it's, it's interesting when you can start looking at it from a scientific uh, perspective and you actually start looking at data and like, oh, okay, this isn't, this isn't just snake oil. It's not just, right. it's not just a trend. There's actually science behind, you know, approaching health from this, this different perspective, which I think obviously the fact that you're, you're a DO, you're, you're a doctor who's running this clinic too. And it's not just, oh, I'm just, I'm a phlebotomist who just is running around throwing, I obviously that from a whole bunch of legal standpoint reasons, that's not why it exists. But <laughs> right. having someone who's in a shop like this who really knows, has an education in the background, and you've got a lot of experience from working in a hospital, too, to, to see people, is, it's, it's really cool. And I think what you've got going on here is a very, very cool concept to try to help people adjust their health from more than the, the, the kind of what's accepted style now, which is just give me the, give me the pill and give send me out the door, doc. Right, right. And... And like you said, with the with the part of what founded this, I wasn't. This was what I was interested in. And when I started it, I said, you know, what's my why mm-hmm. to do this? And sure. my why is to to help make people healthier, to use it as a place to educate people, um, you know, about alternatives, you know, treatments, and taking control of their own health. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, intermittent fasting, like you mentioned, is a is a super powerful tool that, on first glance, you go. So what if I eat an hour less a day? That really doesn't make much of a mm-hmm. difference, does it? But if you figure that most people eat first thing in the morning and eat right before they go to bed, and then maybe you're only sleeping six hours, you know, now you, you're eating 18 hours of the day. Right. Right? 
And what you eat, of course, matters so much too. I mean, it's we. I'm sure we we could get off on the topic of of diet and the, the American diet now and all the refined carbohydrates and stuff like that for, we could probably talk about that for hours, but that's like it, a religious talk. Though, yeah, right? yeah, People yeah. fall on are you carnivore, are you vegan or you, oh, you know, know which side do you want to fall on? It's, but it's a good point, right? Like you mm-hmm. got, um, Peter Atia uh, was just saying, said something the other day that was just really easy about it. And it's, there's three levers for diet, for food. You got when you eat, that's time restricting. You got what you eat. And you got how much you eat. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't matter what you eat, but you got how much, you know, do you eat organic? Do you eat stuff that doesn't have tons of pesticides? Or do you get all the quick, easy processed food? Right. So. Yeah, it's a good way to simplify it. So, um, yeah, I really want to talk about um, NAD plus uh, yes. IVs because it's it's been all the rage. Everyone from that I follow, like, on social media and within the <clears throat> the health and the kind of longevity kind of career fields. I listen to a lot of Ben Greenfield. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, you are even starting off this conversation. You mentioned Dr. Rhonda, Rhonda Patrick and yep. stuff like that. So to kind of break it down a little bit in a layman's terms for anybody who really doesn't know what NAD plus is and, and why that IV is a, is a powerful tool for treatment. Can you break it down a little bit? Yeah, I'll start. We don't have to go through the whole Krebs cycle. Yeah, but. <laughs> we're not going to get that you get two NAD yeah, or two ATP to... and all the rest of that. But basically NAD, we know ATP is the powerhouse, right? right? That's the energy currency of the cell. And NAD is just as important in that. And without getting too far down, you know, in order to get ATP, you have to have NAD in Mm -hmm. order to create the energy for our cells. Um, So that's one piece of it is that it's bioenergetics, right? I mean, the other important piece is as we age, we know that by somewhere between the age 40 and 50, most of our NAD levels are half of what they were when we were 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people wonder why their energy is less. And, and, you know, so when that happens, then the body goes into an energy conservation mode. And then, then other systems aren't turned on or genes are turned on and off. And when those are turned off or turned on for energy conservation reason, reasons, then you're not probably repairing your DNA. And that gives rise to dysfunctional cells or uh, senescent cells, zombie cells, as some people mm-hmm. call them, um, that can cause release inflammatory cytokines and cause all sorts of disease processes. Right. Um, so w- two big ways NAD works is, is one, it's the, it helps with the energy, but two, it, al- it also is a, it's a signaling molecule, and it, it helps turn on these sirtuins, which are the, these enzymes that they can also help go fight disease and infection, but they also turn off the certain areas of, of the gene. Um, and I think David Sinclair used this analogy and I think it's just the easiest makes the most sense is that sirtuins are, are kind of like the parents in the house. And if you had just say a house full of six kids and the parents had to go help out for hurricane relief and they were gone for a month because the sirtuins had to leave to go do something else. When you come back, the lawn's not going to be mowed. The bills aren't going to be paid. I mean, to be lucky if the house is standing. That's, that's right? a great analogy. Um, and that's what sirtuins do. They keep everything quiet, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't go crazy and, and have breakdown of DNA and damage. And, and all of a sudden, these other things turn on and cause all sorts of other noise. Um, and so uh, that, and then there's they also turn on the PARP1, which repairs the DNA, too. Mm-hmm. So the PARP1 pathway when the D- when the NAD levels are low, your body says, we, this organism doesn't have enough energy to repair its genes. We just need to be in survival mode. 
so you don't have it turns off selectively turns off the the repair pathways for the dna gotcha so that's kind of how i look at it you know so by if you have ample nad levels plenty of energy for the cell you have plenty of energy for um, dna repair and you turn on those dna repair pathways and the sirtuins are activated and keep things quiet and keep things civil Mm -hmm. very cool so you guys do nad uh, IVs here, and then you guys also do a kind of immuno boost vitamin C kind of cocktail yeah. for people as well. Um, yep. And then what else? What other kind of uh, IV treatments that you have kind of tailored for people? What else do you guys do here? We have several. Se- I mean, I'm like custom IVs for people as well, but broken them down into categories. Um, and so we have we have um, the Myers cocktails, which have been around the longest, mm-hmm. which is basically C, vitamin B, um, magnesium, calcium. Um, and that started probably back in the seventies by Dr. Myers, um, really started IV vitamin therapy, um, and kind of everything else builds off of that. Mm -hmm. So everything else is either higher doses of this or more of that. Um, particularly we have an athletic one called MVP where there's amino acids in it. There's, um, higher dose of, you get some glutathione, which Mm -hmm. is the master antioxidant in the body. It's also very poorly bioavailable orally. There's some liposomal glutathione you can get that's that's better, but glutathione is, is really the powerful antioxidant in the body. Um, like we talked about, there's a super immunity one for mm-hmm. boosting your immune system with a higher vice dose vitamin C. We also have mega dose vitamin C ones that are 50, 75, 100 grams of vitamin C for specific conditions, um, say cancer or chronic infections like Lyme, things like that. Okay. So one other question, and I didn't, I didn't mention it earlier when I kind of gave you an outline, but with the whole NAD thing becoming more popular now, I've noticed, of course, the supplement industry in America is huge. And it's like if anybody out there wants to be an entrepreneur, like one of the first things they tell you to do is start a supplement company because the, 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 the cost to, to uh, profit ratio is so big. Um, but is, is NAD bioavailable at all if you take it orally? Like can you – I mean obviously it's going to be very low, but – and I don't know. I'm sure there are NAD supplements that are oral, straight NAD supplements mm-hmm. that are oral. Um, what I've seen is NAD sublingual mm-hmm. tablets. Oh, okay. um, and the compounding pharmacy I work with, they put together packages for specifically for addiction treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and with those patients, we do we do supplement with the sublingual NAD at the same kind of the same time because we're just trying to hammer those. The NAD works whole different way with addiction but you really want to bathe the neurons with it as, as much as you can really interesting. So even if you're not getting a ton of it all the time you're right. you're absorbing it you're skipping the first pass because you're absorbing it uh-huh. in, in the mouth um and you're skipping the liver piece interesting um most of the supplements out there are either nr or nmn um, okay. nicotinamide mononucleotide or mm-hmm. nicotine nicotinamine riboside which are the precursors um and there's differing, uh, Rhonda Patrick had a great thing on this recently and is in most of the cells and the way they did isotope tracing on these, most of these get broken down into, into niacinamide before they then get reassembled. Um, but some of it passes intact, particularly in cardiac muscle and, um, no, sorry. Um, in the liver, it, the precursors get intact. Um, and one of the areas is we don't know, they haven't found transporters for NAD okay. on any tissue except cardiac tissue and the blood-brain barrier. Gotcha. So we know that NAD can go into the, past the blood-brain barrier and can get in the cardiac tissue. 
doesn't mean they don't, we don't have specific transporters. Mm-hmm. It just means they haven't we haven't found them. Yet. Yeah, maybe haven't identified them. But mm-hmm. but hence the sublingual supplement. So anybody listening, sublingual meaning like basically putting putting a, almost like a tablet in your mouth to dissolve through the 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 barrier there in your mouth to get it in your system. So yeah, mm-hmm. that makes total sense. Interesting. I, I was curious about that because I've I've noticed the trend with the the increase in popularity of the of the IVs that all of a sudden oh, there's all these supplement companies now that are coming out with NAD oral you know tablets and and gel caps to put now. So I was, I was curious what your opinion was on that. And most of them, I mean, again, Rhonda Patrick. If anybody interested, look up her um, podcast NAD. She really breaks down the supplements and mm-hmm. you know she gets into how many milligrams they were using per kilogram in these mice and then transfers it over to human doses right most of those are you know in for nr in particular are huge doses I right mean, you know right. way higher than what most people take mm, gotcha and it's always so hard to translate uh, the mouse model to to people because some of it does and some of it doesn't it's just it's you know it's always it's that that bridge that gap we've got to test it somehow and it's so the mouse model has been and it costs for money. generations and generations but yeah and uh, and that you know it's not really patentable, so there's no right. no money to be made in, right. in doing the research studies. So yeah, that's unfortunately also a huge driving force behind um, a lot of stuff. As you know, if it's if you can't put a patent on it and, and charge you know people fifty dollars a pill for it, it's is it worth our time to look at? And it's unfortunately one of the it's unfortunate. But yeah, it's the way way the world works. So uh-huh. yeah, but I mean, there's there's good organizations out there that sponsor. Sponsor programs. Uh, my last podcast, I mentioned Maps. Um, yep. I think what they're doing for help, trying to help uh, veterans with post traumatic stress and and trying to push something that is, is has been a, a taboo substance. You know, with talking about MDMA or or psilocybin or LSD from the '60s forward being a a bad thing, and now being looked at now back from a scientific standpoint, and the, the FDA putting it into clinical trials. I think it's awesome that they're. Let's let's go back to the drawing board and look at this from a science perspective. And this does this have potential to help people, versus just being it's a it's a street drug, it's a bad drug type thing. But well, and the preliminary studies are pretty remarkable. They really are on really that are. for yeah, not only PTSD but people with end stage cancer. And, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, it's it, I'm just it's surprising, like you said, that we, they got funding number one. And yeah, they were able to actually do the studies, being that it's most of all that is category one. Right drugs mm-hmm. so um and you know tim ferris should get a lot of credit for spearheading spearheading and funding and, and oh, making yeah. I mean, popular a lot of a that. lot of a lot of the podcasters and online influencers have been very outspoken about some of that stuff i mean joe i don't know if anybody listens to joe rogan's podcast or he's the most popular podcast in the world i don't know how many times that dude has used the word dmt on his podcast right. but it's more times than you can count <laughs> right and but obviously like you know, talking about Pharma, and, I, and I put this before as a disclaimer. We're talking about something that's a controlled setting under the under pharmaceutical grade substances that are that are given by a doctor under certain circumstances versus street drugs. We're talking about completely completely different worlds here. So just that's a disclaimer out there, guys. The science is still out there. Let the scientists do the science first. <laughs> um, yes. So uh, I guess on, that's a good transition period there, too, talking about uh, influencers and, and people like that. You already mentioned a couple times, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, but um, who's, uh, in, who's influencing you right now? Anybody particularly that you're reading or what's kind of been like your driving force for where your mind's been going at in, in the recent days? Um, a, a huge uh, influence for me is Ryan Holiday and, and mm-hmm. his books, um, you know, the, this whole stoic philosophy um, and, and influence has really helped helped me help me when I was burnt out and trying to find a new a new path you know the whole the obstacles the way kind of 
just gave me a different perspective um, and really, really helped me get through kind of a, a lull um, and give me kind of some new, new motivation. Um, so I like, I kind of part of my morning routine is I, I always do the daily stoic and just kind of gets me set on the right track for the day. Very cool. Um, you know, that's more of a personal philosophical uh, person that I follow as far as, you know, in the medical science world, um, David Sinclair came out with a new book this fall, which has probably sparked a lot of the new NAD interest in it. It's called Lifespan, Why We Age and Why We Don't Have to. Uh, anybody interested in in, uh, in anti-aging and should check it out. It, it was a really awesome book, probably the best book I read last year. Really? I've um, heard about it and I, I remember I've got I've got an audible and, and book list that I it seems like continually it gets longer. I, I knock yeah. off like one book a month and it seems to grow by two or three. Yep. Um, but I definitely remember hearing about his book. So that's now that you mentioned it, I'm going to make sure I go back and make sure that gets on my list. And he's probably one of the, anybody interested in NAD. He's a Harvard researcher and probably one of the, the top researchers in NAD. Mm-hmm. Um, and that book really the, is kind of mind blowing. Some of the stuff that, that their lab had with this, had this mouse that basically broke the treadmill when they were given it. Um, I think it was NMN. Um, they're only supposed to run so far. And so they set the treadmill, you know, four or five times, maybe 10 times longer than that. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the mouse is breaking the treadmill because it's, and these are supposed to be old decrepit mice, right. you know, and now it's going faster <laughs> than further than young mice are ever supposed to theoretically run. Um, mm-hmm. so he's, his take is that aging is a disease process, which, you know, a lot of people in the medical community have, you know, given him a lot of flack for, um, but when you look at when he explains it really well in the book and it's, you know, you look at it with all the other diseases out there, you know, aging is kind of the common denominator. And it's this it's this information theory of of aging and the disease right. process. And, you know, part of that is as we age, that things don't communicate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when things don't communicate, you get broken down messages. And if it's telling you know, the cells what to do and they're not getting the right message. I mean, it's the telephone game all over in your body, right. but things are getting mixed, mixed messages and, you know, leading to dysfunction and, and, you know, everything's not in, uh, in harmony like it's supposed to be. Um, so that and, and going right along with the messaging thing, the, the latest thing I've been getting into is peptide therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, A4M has a peptide certification course that I've been taking and Dr. Seeds is probably, he's an orthopedist, um, but he's probably one of the big, pioneers and pushing the peptide kind of movement forward. Um, and it's all peptides are basically chains of amino acids in certain sequences that are short. They're short enough that they can travel in the body right. and, and communicate, but they're the, kind of the information packets. So they right. tell our body what to do. So as we age, we don't tell our body to release growth hormone anymore. We have enough growth hormone for, to live to 200 or longer, but we don't tell our, our brain, we don't, the message doesn't get up there to tell us to release right. it anymore. Hmm. Interesting. So pretty fascinating stuff when you, you dive yeah, into Yeah, I remember getting really into uh, looking at peptides, AMPs, antimicrobial peptides when I was in yes. the uh, university because of the, you know, we've, we've got this issue of, of uh, antimicrobial resistance to all the antibiotics we're using. Yep. So looking at those as a potential to, hey, we could start using peptides to basically poke holes in bacteria to, to, for antimicrobial processes instead of constantly giving, trying to tweak our penicillin and Zithromax, you know, different uh, antibiotics that we've constantly been basically, let's modify it a little bit more and modify it a little bit, a little bit more, and then the bacteria keep 
finding new ways to get resistant to that particular chemical. So, yeah, very cool. I, I'd be interesting to see how, how peptides are going to start being used more in a therapy use, too. That'd be very cool. I have a feeling that in, in a few more years, we will be using peptides primarily for antimicrobial reasons mm-hmm. versus antibiotics like we're doing now. Um, one of the lectures, they, they showed this video in this slide. <clears throat> and they, I think it was E. coli. But the cool thing was, it was they gave it an antibiotic. And they had kind of martyrs. So some of the E. coli cells would go and gobble up all the antibiotics and concentrate it, and those cells would die, and the other ones would live. Um, so it wasn't just random that if they came into contact, they'd, but these other ones would go gobble it all up, and that you could see the drug with these isotopes marked on it would, would get super concentrated in some of the cells and not in others. And with peptides, because they're charged particles, mm. they, they, they don't have that same ability, right? right. So they, they uniformly get absorbed into the bacteria or... Or viruses, or hmm. you know, very interesting, uh, cool stuff. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Not viruses, take that back because it's got to be cells. But right, right, huh? Very cool. Um, well, sir, the floor is yours. Anything else you you want to you want to talk about in the health industry or anything going on in the local area? But please, um, I don't have anything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just just kind of always like to give. Uh, people an opportunity to speak to anything going on, whether it's entrepreneurship or I actually want to ask you one question. So in this, this podcast, the whole theme being the warrior monk podcast and kind of this concept, which isn't, it's not original. I didn't come up with it. It's just kind of this idea of balance in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do you view that? What do you, when you hear the word warrior monk or the term warrior monk, what does that mean to you? And then also what, I can already tell from talking to you that you're a very balanced individual. You're obviously hyper intelligent, you know, gone through med school, but you're also a very active guy. You've, you've you know, been into climbing and skiing, stuff like that. So please speak on that for a second. When you, when you hear Warrior Monk, what do you think? I think it's a great name. I think just, just the name for your, for your podcast kind of sums it up, right? So, you know, you, you got the, the warrior, but then you also have kind of the cerebral monk. And, and you also, just the name of it itself, you think of a monk as someone who's, just and fair and all the rest of that combined with the warrior piece i think it's a great uh a great combination and you kind of hit both sides of the yin and the yang of mm-hmm. uh, of it um but um for me personally you know we were talking about anything else to to kind of add in is um well one of the big things that i've been doing lately um is getting into the sauna more probably in the oh, last yeah, year I love it. is uh you know, thanks to kind of the XPT, like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's brought balance into my life doing the XPT workouts. And cause you kind of get in the pool and for anybody doesn't know what XPT is basically working out with weights mm-hmm. in the pool. Um, the Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese, uh, you know, opened up their home in Malibu for, for doing it. And then finally turned it into a, into a business. Cause right. so many people were like, Hey, this is, this is cool. And it's super awesome for anybody who's trying to preserve their joints or keep low impact and stuff like that, which, Obviously, anybody who's physically active that might be getting over a certain age, not not calling you out, but just anybody. <laughs> I mean, even even Laird Hamilton and his wife. I mean, they're getting up there in, in years, and they. I think Hamilton's actually had a hip replacement or yeah. knee replacement. One, one he's hip had some, replacement. one of his joints mm-hmm. replaced at least, um, and that kind of thing. I still want to be able to work out hard, but I need to figure out a way to do it smarter type thing. Right, right, and well, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. So you get in the sure. water and it's like a kid being under the water oh, playing yeah. and holding your breath. Oh, and, so I love you, it. and the breath hold holds a whole, heads a whole different dimension to, sure. to working out. 
And you can do really ballistic, explosive movements in the water, you know, with heavy weights and not trash your joints, like mm-hmm. you said. And so you can you come out and you don't feel as sore, um, but you got a you got an amazing workout, and it's it's a whole different dynamic to it. So it's it's fun. So yeah. you, let's just get out there. And another part of their kind of program, which was was part of the impetus for me starting Optimal Health, was. Yeah, then you had the the sauna and the ice, and mm-hmm. you had the breathing and the active recovery component, right. and that's kind of ties in the whole package, right? Because sure. you know IV vitamins are one thing, but if you're not doing, you're not getting exercise, you know, you're not eating right, you're not getting exposed to something other than seventy degrees all the time, you know, and you're not sleeping, you you know you're on an unbalanced stool already, mm-hmm. right? And so <clears throat> the sauna is has been a game changer because on days when I don't feel like working out. I go get in the sauna for sure. 20, 30 minutes, and you get a cardiac workout. Your heart rate gets up to 120. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a vascular workout because everything's dilating. Right. And you know, there's, there's studies to show huge longevity benefits for heat shock proteins heat, and things of that nature. Heat, yeah. I mean, you can get in again. You can do a whole podcast right. just on sauna <laughs> um, and the science behind it. But yeah, the heat shock proteins, which are chaperone molecules that hold proteins folded like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So again, you get back to the information theory of aging. When proteins unfold, then things happen to them. They don't transmit the message the same. Mm-hmm. And so heat shock proteins are chaperones that hold the proteins folded like they're supposed to, um, which is hugely important for, for fighting aging. And then right. you also sweat out toxins. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, it's well known that mercury is, is concentrated and excreted in the sweat, um, which is vasculotoxic. Um, and... And you get a great workout, and you're hanging out in the sauna. Right. You know, it gets uncomfortable. You know that. Oh yeah, but a that's the part when you got to do it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's kind of the point, right? Yeah, if yeah. you live a comfortable life, you, you, you're not your right. body's a, an adaptive machine, yeah. right? And if you if you don't push it, it's also very conservative. So, like mm-hmm. if you if you don't stress it, it's going to say, "Hey, this person doesn't need to stress it. It doesn't need to have muscle mass. Doesn't need to have bone density. Yep. It, it's just organisms." Yep wants to be primed for sitting on a couch in 70 degree temperature all the time. It's definitely something that I, I've learned from my military experience is like putting, putting yourself, inducing yourself under some stress for that kind of be ready for anything. But it's definitely something that I think is getting more spoken to just for everyday American life because we've, I mean, we are very comfortable. I mean, and we're not living in a perfect country. We're doing a lot, a lot better than a lot of places in the world. And I can say that from having been uh, other places in the world. But yeah, we just we're constantly in this, like you said, this it's constantly seventy degrees. I haven't been exposed to to hot or cold, you know, in however however long, and haven't put myself under my body under any stress or even. I mean, when we talk about mental stress. Yes, we're in a very high mental stress society. It comes to the number of hours we work and you know, our social obligations and stuff like that. Right. But it's it's not like you're getting chased by saber-toothed tigers or anything like that anymore. And it's the chronic <laughs> stress, kind of that background. Right, and that's right. The part the white that, noise almost kind right. of stress versus kind of the, the, peaks, the peaks and valleys type stuff. Right, and chronic distraction. We're all on, you know, mm. if we have 10 minutes, what do we do? We grab our phone, we're yeah. on Instagram, Facebook, and comparing ourselves to everybody else's idealized life. Right. Instead, just put it down and read a book or sit there and look around. All about get, in, it, get in the ice you know the ice is another yep. you know it, it, that's a, a tougher one tougher it sell is. The, it is the a tougher heat is sell. easier but it uh, is a tougher sell. and i've been trying to do it to myself more lately too is is the cold exposure the cold you know. showers are miserable oh yeah they yeah. are and i don't know why i mean i'll and i love the cold i mean i'll, mm-hmm. I'll take 20 below in in the snow any day 
over you know 100% humidity midsummer down here but but a cold cold ice tub I'm I'm all right with that it's still every cell in your body is like I don't really want to get in that <laughs> but a cold shower with that running water they're hard it takes yeah. a, for me anyway personally it's it's a harder oh there's focus there's a there's many reasons why they do it in like special operations uh selection courses and stuff like that where they put cold ex- cold water particularly cold water exposure i mean whether it's, it's torture whether it's corn- <laughs> coronado yeah. uh, for the seals you right. know out there in buds training or uh in ranger school when they like had, i think they do it in darby phase where just the guys are out there in the middle of the night and they hose them down with cold water out of the hose and it's already cold outside and stuff it just it it shocks your body and it puts you into this mental state where you're just so uncomfortable and it just you don't want to you, you look for that out Right, and, you know, they just I don't want to do this anymore, and that's you know when a lot of guys come up with the the, the two words that you're not supposed to say, you know, the the the, the Q word comes out of people's mouths and stuff like that. But learning to kind of lean into it a little bit and accept the stress and and, and seek for it, I think it definitely changes people's mental state a little bit too. Oh, a hundred percent, and and the power behind that, you know, we have the autonomic nervous system that we're not supposed to be able to control, right? And but you get in a you get in the ice bath. And you control yourself from shivering, and you can control yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Control your breath, and all of a sudden, you, you get a little hack into that into the, into the autonomic nervous system. It's a little, I think Wim Hof calls it the wedge, you know. Right. And you get a little wedge in there that you can start using in multiple areas of your life, right? And it gives you a little kind of like meditation gives you a little distance, a little little time, maybe only half a second before you react and. Mm-hmm. Yell at someone that you regret later. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always work, but you had, you had that half a second pause right yep, before it yep. just switched. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, I think you and I are definitely on the the same page about some of these these ideas, and probably who we're being influenced by too. So I, I appreciate. Uh, at least I know I'm not crazy, and I'm not the only person thinking some of these things. Like I need to. I need. You know what I haven't done this week? I haven't gotten myself really cold. I should go do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my wife looked at me like I was crazy when yeah. we started doing it, but she's she's gotten in the ice. Yeah, and, a couple uh, times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah, she okay. not a fan of it, but she'll no. she'll, she'll get in. Yeah. Okay. My daughter, on the other hand, like will always try to jump in. She's like, oh, that's cool. Really? You know? Okay, awesome. Well, kids, the kid mindset, you know. Sure. Kind yeah, of everything's that. a game. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'll try that. You Very know, cool. yeah, it's fun. So hey, uh, get, let us know where if people want to come to Optimal Health, if people want to find you on social media, where where do they go to find you? Uh, we're at optimalhealth38.com, um, and I think on Instagram it's uh, at optimalhealth 38 um, and Facebook I think it's the same thing. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, if you guys are uh, coming through the Emerald Coast area, anywhere between Pensacola and, and Destin, and you need an IV treatment or you just want to come in the shop and meet, meet Doc Smiley and see what it's all about, please hit them up, give them a follow on Instagram, give them a follow on Facebook. So you can see what's been going on with their shop here. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. And thank you, Doc Smiley, for uh, giving me your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you again so much, Doc Smiley, for giving me his time. He is a wealth of knowledge. I thought we had a great conversation. I really hope you guys enjoyed it, too. Again, you can go check him out at Optimal Health. 30a.com or optimal health 38 on instagram no spaces no underscores and he's also on facebook at optimal health by doc smiley really hope you guys enjoyed the show i'm gonna ask you guys a favor please guys go check out the warrior monk podcast on instagram check us out also on facebook please give us a like 
and please give us a share. Uh, that means the world to me if you guys can just go ahead and send a link or tag a friend or family member that you might find the podcast interesting. I'd really appreciate it. And I really want more people to be exposed to it. And the only way I can really do it is by having people who listen go ahead and share, like, subscribe, and basically give me some feedback too. Please shoot me a direct message, shoot me a DM, and let's start a conversation. All right, looking forward to it, guys. Again, this is Lance from the Warrior Month Podcast signing out. Hope you guys have a good one.